Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. It is a brand new day at the Smith and Rowland podcast. Brand new, brand new. It is a brand new day, and we are here to celebrate this day by sharing with you our wealth of intelligence, which I'm sure that after you listen to this, you will agree. I was waiting for you to use the comment on that that somebody emailed us about how smart we were and stuff, but you didn't use the comment. Well, I will just share that we did get a comment that said that we have a wedding between common sense and exegesis. And that, that is that true. That was it. That was that it. Is that was true. The, yeah. And that's yeah. true. And that's who we are. That should mark uh, the Smith and Rowland show. Yes, it should. Yeah. And as Barney said, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, okay. et cetera, that's right. <laughs> so here, I got to bring something up. I just got to bring it up. And I know it's it me. I know it's me. I know it's my problem. Listen, yep, did I say ahead. the world doesn't have a problem? Right. Smith has a problem. I don't know why it just grates my ever-loving nerve, as you say, yep. why it grates my ever-loving nerve when it's almost like it's uh, racism or something to mm-hmm. me. When people say that the church is a spiritual Israel. Now, I don't know why that tends to not upset me, I guess, but it does. It's kind of like dragging your fingernails across the chalkboard. And this day and time, and, and here's what's my huge concern this day and time, Jeff, in the church of Jesus Christ, United States, North America, planet Earth. In this place, the church is here with us in our homeland is over 50% they're claiming believe that the church has replaced Israel. So Israel, the war in Israel right now means nothing. They see Israel as a bunch of occupiers of land that's not theirs. And so you're coming up with all these, I hate to say it, but it's all, it's insanity to think. And here's, here's what I don't understand, Jeff. Here's what I don't get. If you believe in replacement theology and that Israel's replacing the church, these are usually what you call covenant theology people. Yep. Well, pray tell somebody, pray tell, amen and amen. If you're a covenant theology, that's Abrahamic and divinic covenant is that Israel will right. be in their homeland. That's so, covenant. That's right. That's right. That's right. So you're We're denying those covenants in your covenant theology. Correct. If you believe that the church has replaced Israel, and that Israel is a spiritual Israel now, then that also gives you license to support Hamas and Hezbollah land. and all come? of the groups that's trying to wipe out Israel because you're trying to wipe out Israel as well. You're definitely aiding and abetting right there. Yes, that's right. You really are. And yeah. furthermore, I'll say it as uh, Chuck Missler said, if you believe that doctrine, you're calling God a liar. Oh, my goodness. Because God made certain promises to the land and the nation of Israel, and he's going to keep those promises. And if you say he's not, then you're saying that God has lied. Just as, I mean, you pointed out the Abrahamic and the Davidic covenant. Those covenants were unconditional. They were promises made by God to the people of Israel, and it is without condition. In Uh other words, the people of Israel do not meet, they don't have to meet a condition in order for God to fulfill that covenant, he's going to fulfill that covenant. Yes. And so you you end up having to call God a liar if you do away with the nation of Israel and yeah. you say that Israel is now found in the church. So yes, it does yes. not harmonize with all with the totality of scripture to hold to that doctrine. 
Exactly. Totally. Well, I don't know, Jeff. It's a the reason we even bring it up today and we bring it up from time to time is because we realize that that is where the church is split. And not only is it split, but that heresy, and I'll just call it what it is, Jeff, that heresy that brings division to the church is not from God. It's not biblical. That's right. And it causes great division. If you believe in replacement theology, here's what's happened. Dispensationalists, which you and I are more from that camp of a dispensational worldview and viewpoint of scripture, it is said that dispensationalists cut out parts of the Bible and they cut the scriptures up and they tear and they tear it apart and which they don't understand dispensationalism when they say that. Nonetheless, dispensationalists are accused of making part of the Bible null and void. Well, Jeff, I put before you, it looks like to me that those that believe in replacement theology have quadrupled of making the Bible of none effect. That's exactly right. They sure have. They've cut out more scripture than what they claim dispensational teaching cuts out without a doubt. Well, you're basically cutting out the Old Testament. Yeah, that's and, right. And two-thirds of the New Testament. That's right. That's exactly and, right. And, death, and definitely 80% of the book of Revelation. Can so, I also say, Alan, that that kind of teaching, that kind of doctrine, lines up with what the progressive left is teaching in the universities about Israel. Uh-huh. They're teaching the same thing. So it is a political dynamic to it when you teach that doctrine. To do away with a nation of the earth, which, by the way, is the nation Jesus came from, and to do away with that nation is a political move. So it puts you in that situation of politicizing the governments of the world in terms of the true literal kingdom of God. So if the kingdom of God is in our heart and then will one day be manifested in reality on the earth, which is what the scripture teaches. That's right. That's what it teaches. If you veer from that to say, no, the kingdom of God is just always going to be a matter of your heart, then pray tell to me, what do you do with the future events of where the world is heading to at this moment? There's no well, paradigm it's, it's, to put it in. It's you know, Well, in, in, in human nature, Jeff, humans are very visual. We've put words to what we visualize, but we're very visual. And to say that in our, for some reason, it just so happens that things that really are, and I'm saying really are in reality, tend to be symbolic of what's going on in the spirit. So to yep. have a spiritual Israel, you got to have a real Israel. That's my point. Let me put it to you like this. You're in love with your wife. The reason you're in love with your wife is because you have encountered the reality of your wife. Now, love is a spiritual expression of emotions towards your wife. But if your wife never existed, the question is, would you ever really loved her? Exactly. See what I'm saying? So so it just so happened the way God's created things, Jeff, is what what I'm saying is things have to be in reality before there's a spiritual expression. That's right. And so you can't do away with Israel and say, no, it's just spiritual in my heart. You can't do that. You can't love what doesn't exist. You have to have the reality, the symbolic reality, before the spiritual can be experienced. We have to have the reality of sin in our life before it can be forgiven of spirit. 
It's just, uh, it's simplistic, but for some reason, people have it in their minds. Man is thinks he's so smart that uh, we can do away with the sim- symbolism of reality to teach us about yeah. the spiritual world. This isn't Romans chapter one, as you well know, in the things that God's well, created. That's right. And for me, there is a pinpointed principle that is, I think is hermeneutically sound and it guides my thinking in all issues are all doctrines or teachings related to scripture. If God has ever spoken it, then it remains That's because right. his word is eternal by its very that's nature. Right. He doesn't say, so uh-oh. That's no. And so when God spoke to Abraham out of the air of Chaldees and called him and said to him, I'm going to make you a great nation. And he did that in the physical manifestation of the nation of Israel. That word was spoken, and it is still being spoken today That's right. because God's word is eternal. It is part of his nature and character. Mm-hmm. So it cannot mm-hmm. be done away with to be symbolized. It's as you've said, symbols represent a reality. And that's everywhere in the scripture where symbols are used. It points to a reality. That's why you cannot allegorize or symbolize 2,400 passages of scripture in Mm -hmm. order to do away with the nation of Israel. To do Mm -hmm. that, then you do away with the reality of the word of God. And people need to understand also, Jeff, that when studying scriptures, you have what we call illusions, where something alludes to the reality of what's happened. It's like the sacrificial lamb is an illusion of the cross of Christ. And so we've got to understand that an illusion points to a reality. And here's what I think people make a lot of mistakes, Jeff. They make the illusion the reality. In in other words, but it's alluding to something, to an event. And so that illusion. gives us revelation of a spiritual application. But the, a lamb is an illusion into the cross. A sacrificial lamb is an illusion into the cross. Yeah. But that sacrificial lamb is an illusion of who Jesus is. Yeah. A spotless right. without a spotless lamb or whatever. So all of that's illusions of a reality of Jesus. I mean, it's not a that's right. It's not an allegory. So when we're studying scriptures, we need to be able to understand what an illusion is. And an illusion has a spiritual meaning. But yeah. you don't do away with the reality of the cross just because right. you now have the spiritual meaning. I'll tell you what else, Jeff, we need to consider. And that it says in these last days that knowledge will increase. Yeah. And you and I have both discussed this. I think we need to insert it right here, even in this conversation, that we believe, and it appears to me and you, that with the illusions of understanding, if you will, Scripture, that when we are in conversations with covenant theology or these different theologies, if you go to college, let's say, and you're going to be a medical doctor, you will study the veins of the body. So if you do that for six weeks, you'll come out of that discussion thinking, well, the whole body's nothing but veins. And that's yeah, because right. you've studied that. Well, that happens in scripture. When you study covenant or you, as you're studying these different topics, you come out of the exhaustive study, perhaps, and you'll think, well, everything about the Bible is that not understanding that it all fits in there. You and I are of the persuasion that all the Bible's true. We're of the persuasion that it's all up and running. We're of the persuasion that once God says it, it's just here. You're going to have to deal with it. So you and I, we don't back up to the Bible saying, well, God's doing this, but he's not doing this. Well, he's doing this, but he's not. We're saying if God said it, he's still doing it. If it was ever here, it's still here. If it was ever here, it's still here. (laughs) I do believe that there is a... um, 
somewhat of an explanation found in Daniel 9, 25 through 27. It's the 70 weeks of Daniel. You got the first 69 weeks in verse 25. In verse 26, there is an interval of time between the 69th week and the 70th week. You get to verse 27 and you have the 70th week. To do away with the nation of Israel does away with the 70th week That's of right. Daniel. That's right. What are you going to do with so, it? Yeah, what are you going to do with it? And so what happens a lot of times, I believe, is people get confused in the interval time. And in this interval of time, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. There's neither bond nor free. We're all one in Christ. And that's true. But the 70th week is yet before us. And that's when God picks up his program with Israel. And the prophecies that we find in the Old Testament start being fulfilled. We that's started right. seeing that in 1948 when God regathered right. Israel back into their land. So that's where people get confused. It's between yeah. making a distinction in the interval time, which is the age of the church, and then moving into Jesus literally coming back and setting up his throne and kingdom to reign from Jerusalem, which is in the land of Israel, and it bec then becomes the capital of the world. Yeah. And the promises yeah. that God made to Israel will be fulfilled. That's right. So it's I think there is just confusion over the interval of time, and then the 70th week of Daniel. That's why many people who believe in replacement theology say that the book of Revelation has already been fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But there are so many problems with that. If you look at the book of Revelation as a historical narrative, Satan has not been bound for a thousand years, that he's still running loose and has That's been right. since the book was written. Well, so, if he's bound now, I'd hate to see him when he's turned loose. Ain't that the truth? So you know, there's just too many inconsistencies well, could, with Scripture for that to be so. Could I insert something here? And you test what I say, and you can call me down if you disagree with me. You and I, there again, and there are others like us. I'm not really sure what we are. We're. I'm not really sure what. I know what a lot of people call us, and I don't like that. But nonetheless, <laughs> if you really and truly, Smith and Rowland, correct me where I'm wrong. The truth is, we're kind of all of the above. In other words, what I mean by that, and, and we're not loosey-goosey, but what I mean by that, you could say, and we wouldn't kick and scream too much <laughs> if you say that in the day of grace, the church has replaced Israel. We don't right. have too much problem with that, but we wouldn't say it like that. We would right. say that the church hasn't replaced Israel. There's just no difference in anybody in the church. That's Jew right. or Gentile is what the biblical reference That's is. That's right. But to some, you could say, okay, the church has replaced Israel because Israel's been set aside. They've been their eyes have been darkened. And so I mean, I wouldn't we wouldn't kick and scream to have no. a, the understanding that yeah, the church kind of has replaced Israel in the day of grace. Um, here's my point, Jeff. You and I tend to include the truth in these different denominations. And we believe that if you take four or five denominations, what we do is take the truths that they all carry because they all are carrying truth. But we have noticed this. If a truth, just like with dispensational teaching, you and I believe that the gifts are still in order for today. We believe it's still happening, right. the gift of prophecy. We believe yeah. when I 
preacher gets up and preaches he's prophesying. So we, but you and I do not believe, as some dispensationalists do, not all, some dispensationalists believe that the gifts, signed gifts, have been set aside. You and I are the persuasion, no, God released it, uh, so it is. So if somebody's, so where dispensationalism denies the Word of God, you and I say, no, we're not dispensational in that area. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're, yeah, I mean, we're lab- that's right. We're labeled right. Pentecostal to some yeah. dispensationalists called label us Pentecostal. We're not Pentecostal. But what we do is we agree with the different denominations where they remain very biblical. And so the truth is you can call us a Calvin Baptist. Yeah, And that would maybe help our listeners a little bit. Now, a lot of people, you know, they, we've been called wishy-washy or we don't have no sound doctrine or whatever. But what the truth is, what we're willing to do is to take the sound doctrine that many have in their, they believe to be cardinals of their faith. And and I understand that. And listen, Jeff, you and I have had this discussion. We're not so sure that God hadn't allowed people to do that to be guardians over that spot of truth. And to reach a people that we would never be able to reach. I, that's I, right. totally, that's right. I totally believe that. I embrace that fully. I yep, do believe, yep. however, that there is the letter of the word of God and there is the spirit of the word of God. That's right. That's and right. in the letter of the word of God, it speaks of a literal kingdom. That's Therefore, right. I agree that there is going to be a literal kingdom in which Jesus is going to rule from, from this earth. The spirit of the word of God teaches us that the kingdom of God is already now in my heart. That's I've encountered right. that. I've embraced that. And I'm fully aware of that. And I want the love, others to be aware of that. The love of your wife is in your heart because yes. you have already met your wife. The reality right. of who she is. And That's it's the right. same way with other truth. If you love Israel, or there has to be a real Israel to love, is my point. Mm-hmm. And to do away with that is just, it just escapes our thinking. Yeah, I don't know how here you're supposed on the to bless. Bl- yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to bless a nation that don't exist. Yeah, and, uh, I, yeah, that's going to be hard to do. Yeah, it's going to be and, hard. And, and I don't think I'm going to pass as a spiritual Jew. I mean, look no, at I me. Know I, I'm uh, not. No, I know I'm not. Unless, unless you'll have a true uh, redneck spiritual Jew. Now, I, I mean, yeah. you might could. You might could, could pull get, that off, but it'd be hard. could pull. It would still be hard to, it'd hard be hard. to do. But so you've anyway. got a literal state, and you're going to have a literal kingdom. Right. And whether we believe this or not, Jesus is coming back to the land of Israel mm-hmm. in his second coming. So mm. all of that, that's just going to be because God spoke it. Because God spoke it, it becomes immediately operational, immediately active. I and even just though is. all of the things that we see on the earth right now that we can look at and say, that's just horrible. It is preceding and building up to the return of Christ to rule from Jerusalem as king of the earth. And he's yes. going to kick Satan off the earth. So we know that that's going to happen. That is the literal application of scripture. If God didn't mean what he said, he would have told us, I don't really mean what I say. He, so he I'm just said it. Give these yeah. secrets to a few, and that's that's just not what. Uh, do the you way not that think the word of God works? Do you not think Jeff too, where it says knowledge will increase? You and I have discussed that we believe that knowledge is going to increase in the world, but also that there's going to be more knowledge in the Word of God because absolutely for absolutely. for knowledge to increase means it doesn't segregate nor eliminate that's uh, right. any any knowledge. 
That's exactly right. I believe there's more revelation being poured out now to the people of God than at any time in the history That's of the right. world. That's the point that God have, has given the church of Jesus Christ different elements of truth to be guardians of. Right. But we believe in this latter day that we need that we can appreciate the different denominations or different groups in the church of Jesus Christ and for that guardian of truth that they've hold, held. But we also are calling for us to come together as believers, appreciate each other, respect each other, but to come together together as one voice, one heart one mind, and that is the mind of Christ, because I believe we can bring these truths together. And you and I, in trying to bring them together, sometimes it's accomplished, a lot of times it's not, but it doesn't change our call. To no, the, it the doesn't hearts. change the call. I'll also say this. There are some things that you have to speak out against based off of the impact that it can have on others. And mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is such a doctrine that I would say is probably the single most dangerous era of scripture that can be taught. Yeah, is I think that, so too, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I believe it is. And, it's the, it, and, it is the most dangerous. Here is, I think, the psychological, if you will, the psychological pathway of their conclusion. And that is, if you take three aspirin, you can get rid of a headache in 30 minutes. If you run that out to an extreme, that means you can take 300 aspirins and get rid of it in three seconds. Yeah. Well, the extreme, like <laughs> yeah, no, the extreme of the yeah. truth will have the opposite effect of what it was meant for. That's so, exactly right. So you can take replacing Israel. Well, in this day of grace, you could say that the church replaces Israel if you want to, or just say there's no is there's no Jew nor Greek bond yep. or free is yep. the way the scripture says it. But to take that truth that the church has replaced Israel in this day of grace, and when you run that out to an extreme, you get the opposite effect. So That's with right. scripture, it's important to let it say what it says, where it says it is, it says it, how God said it. Yeah. And mankind always wants to run something out to an extreme, and you can't judge a truth by the extreme examples that people give to that truth. That's and right. so here, what we're saying is mankind is running a truth out to an extreme level, which brings the opposite intent of the truth. And that's just a hermeneutical law, if yeah. you will. Yeah, it Because is. in, in yeah. Christianity, uh, people think, well, I'm going to be an extreme Christian. God hadn't called us to be an extreme. He calls us to just be a truthful Christian, an honest Christian, yeah. a holy Christian. He, that's right. He calls yeah. us and, to be and, followers of Jesus. That's right. I mean, that could be working down at the garage or the mechanic or a, yeah. Be working right. in the working in the cotton mill, or working on the farm, or driving a truck, or school yeah. teacher. What he's called us to is to not to be extremist for Jesus. Maybe you could say extremist and believe in the Word of God, but he's called us to be obedient mm -hmm. to his Word. Nowhere has he yeah. told us to take a truth, carry it to an extreme where right. it, it produces the opposite of the intent, like aspirin. That's right. That's but right. But he's just called us, Jeff. He hadn't even called us to be successful, Jeff. That's he's called right. us to be obedient to what yeah, he but, says. That's right. That's what he's called us to be. Yeah, and we, right. and we get into these extreme doctrines. The reason you and I point them out is we believe that it's turned into a heresy. The foundation, yeah. a lot of times, is the truth, but in an extreme form, it has the opposite intent in which it was said. So anyway, well, and, and two, I don't want us to be to come off like we are judgmental of those that disagree with us. We're trying to point something out that even though there's some who disagree with us, 
They have the right to be wrong, and we give them that right. Isn't that right, Alan Smith? We give them well, that I, right to be wrong. We do. And you know why we can do that? Because why? we practice that with each other. We do. That's exactly and, right. And, you're wrong. And you're and you're and you're being, and, I, and it does not bother had, us. As you and her. You interrupted me. You didn't let me finish my pun. <laughs> I, yeah, that's right, because I knew where your pun was in. That was, that was just not cooth. That was very vulgar. Oh, it was. I, I was actually and, in the right there. You were wrong once again. It's obvious. It's obvious the Holy Ghost left 60 seconds ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> we, we must, you know, we just can't. Oh. It's hard for us to hold spirit for over 15 minutes. But That's anyway, right. yeah. we do have yeah. spiritual ADHD or whatever you call it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roland. We, we run out of time, buddy, and we'll pick this oh, up yeah. again. Okay, okay. buddy. Bye bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.